Today we'll be joined by Poppy Lapora, owner of Self and More, everyone's favorite sex toy boutique. Poppy is an incredible businesswoman. She's doing amazing things in the online world to educate people and empower them to discover more pleasure. And she uses her platform to cover a huge range of sex positive topics, including things like sexuality, squirting, sex parties, polyamorous relationships, sexting, and of course, just having a great wank. I absolutely love what Poppy is about and I feel really lucky to call her a friend. She's also my boss, which isn't the only reason why I said all of those nice things. Um, I work for Self and More part-time at the moment and I really, really love being a part of the amazing community Poppy has created. We've also created a discount code just for our podcast listeners. You can use code feelingmyselfpod, or one word, for 10% off at selfandmore.co.uk. Okay, right, you two haven't met, have you? So, Poppy, Natasha, Natasha, Poppy. Hello. <laughs> Look at all those dildos. Yes, many, many dildos, many dildos. Like displayed as ornaments, I love it. Well, this is my office, so you've got to, got to have the merchandise in the office. My boyfriend's desk is next to mine, and we have to angle everything so that the dildos aren't in the back of his Zoom calls for work. How did you two meet each other? Instagram. Poppy wooed me. <laughs> All of my friends are via the gram. They don't have real life ones anymore. It's not a thing. It's not, is it? It's like having this business the past year, like two years. I've hardly actually met anyone from the sex toy industry. They're all just like online because I've just been locked up, obviously. It's really weird. Wouldn't recognize half of them in the street. So when um, when I announced on Instagram that we were going to do the podcast and like, did anyone have any requests for guests? You were by far... The most requested guest yeah. by yes. far. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. How are you? How's your week been? Oh, are we are we doing it now? Is this it? Yeah. Has it begun? Oh, right. I didn't even know. <laughs> My week's good. I I went for a jog for the first time since March. I mean, that was that was probably not a highlight, but <laughs> it's better than sitting in my pants all week like I normally do. So that was good. I am sitting in my pants and my bikini top. So I feel a bit like I need to get out there and do some exercise. <laughs> oh no, it's overrated. <laughs> See, I think I'm broken because I never get the endorphin rush after exercise. And people just say, oh, you've not been doing it for long enough, blah, blah, blah. But even when I ran for like, you know, six months, I did a few runs a week and I still didn't get it. I just don't, I'm broken. I don't get that rush. I just have to wank instead. I was about to say, I think you've, You've topped you're so full of endorphins from wanking that there's no you can't get any better. Some people do get a corgasm, don't they? From tensing the their core. I've had an orgasm at the gym. Wow. Before. What? You hold a rope in both hands and you just go up and down. And I think my leggings were just Whoa. rubbing me in a certain way. These ropes are like weighted. And then I was like, oh, uh, uh, oh. Oh my God, that's amazing. Did you did you manage to do it silently? I guess it doesn't matter when you're in the gym anyway, because you're all huffing and puffing. And I was cool as a cucumber, but I, then I was like, oh, I wonder if I can get another one out. She's really hogging those ropes. Like, why is she still on those fucking ropes? <laughs> well, that's the thing as well, isn't it? Once you actually start trying, it makes it so much harder. Your body's like, nope, you actually want this. So we're going to make you work for it. I have that problem a lot. Natasha had some problems coming for a long time, didn't you, babe? So I'm thrilled 
would have came at the gym. Well, this is what's the problem, though, isn't it? You just don't know when it's going to come. And then, like, you know, you get dry and bored. And... Yeah, you start thinking about your to-do list, chores, and then it's not sexy anymore. This is my problem during partnered sex because, like, it's great. But sometimes I'm like, I really should be, like, downstairs or, like, what am I going to have for dinner? And then, <laughs> like, it's too late for me now. and It's not going to happen. I've written some notes down, right? And I've written, like, half a page. And then after that, I've written, and now let's talk about wanking. But we didn't waste any time and we got straight in. <laughs> nah. <laughs> That's what people want, though, isn't it? <laughs> All right. No, we need to reverse for a second because I did put out a um, little question box on the gram about that he had questions for you, Poppy. And a lot of people asked about how self and more started and that kind of stuff. But I know that you just did an amazing career highlight sunday times podcast which is fucking incredible yes oh my god I, I just couldn't believe that they asked me on that yeah the sunday times style have a podcast called secrets of the side hustle and they get female founders on to talk about their business journey um and loads of the other people who've been on it are like from companies that i've heard of and that i love so i was like whoa that's amazing it was really brilliant so i think if people want to hear like loads of like amazing startup tips stuff like that definitely go give that a listen um, and I know you've told the story a hundred times but would you mind just telling us a brief brief thing of how how and why you started and what makes self more different from all the other ones out there yeah absolutely I mean I think the main things it comes down to were the fact that sex toys for me helped me to understand how my body could experience pleasure I'd been having a lot of sex that was kind of fun and it was kind of for the sake of it, but I never really reached orgasm through it. And I didn't really think that there was kind of a problem with that until I started masturbating more and using toys more and realizing like, oh shit, I can actually like come three times in a row and my body can do that. The experience of buying toys didn't match up to this kind of empowering experience that I was having using toys. You know, it all seemed very seedy. It was very kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge buy this massive rampant rabbit and impress your boyfriend. Like it wasn't really about solo exploration and figuring out what gives you pleasure. Um, and I just figured, you know, this doesn't exist in the UK. We don't have a store that's celebrating that. So I'm going to start it. And I did. Yeah, you did. Bloody hell. <laughs> Turns out a lot of other people really wanted to celebrate wanking too. So it's worked quite well. When I was sort of 16, the only experiences I had of sex toys were like sneaking to the back of Anne Summers. There was like black curtains and you mm. had to sort of be really subtle and yeah, just buying even these disgusting toys that like you say, is such a male gaze thing or like these tiny little bullets and mm -hmm. that was all their choice was. And I love what you've done with Self and More and how it's completely changed the game. You don't have any gender labels, like it's just full of really high quality safe toys. Cause that's another thing, isn't it? That it's yeah. so so many toys like on Amazon and stuff like you don't want to be putting that in your vagina guys I know this is it like the more research I did like before I actually opened the store and I started finding out about kind of all the harmful chemicals that are in toys there's like chemicals that are put into plastics to make them soft called phthalates and they're banned from being in children's toys because they can be harmful but they are still in loads of dildos and vibrators these kind of jelly toys that you can buy really cheap off Amazon and from like you know the old dodgy sex toy shops on the corner the, the adult shops triple x um, and no one, no one knows that you're not supposed to put those things in your body because why would we? We're not taught anything like this at school. We're not given any sort of education and particularly around toys. And when I figured out that kind of, if I don't know this, loads of other people aren't going to know this too. 
you know, it just made perfect sense to make a store where everything was actually body safe and isn't going to harm you. I mean, it sounds obvious, doesn't it? It sounds like the bare minimum for things you're going to put inside yourself. That's the thing. It does. You take that for granted. You just assume this is marketed to me as a dildo or whatever. So I'll be fine. That's terrifying. That is stuff that's banned in kids' toys, but I can shove it inside me. Like, what? Mm-hmm. I know. And God, don't even start me on the yeast infections you could get. Uh, I've actually made a note of that as well. I've actually um, written and I wrote down, how's your week? And I wrote, I wanted to tell everyone that um, me and Poppy had a Zoom call. (laughs) (laughs) We were on Zoom earlier this week and um, we all had our cameras off. And um, afterwards, Poppy messaged me and she was like, I was on the toilet for that whole Zoom call (laughs) because I got railed so hard the other night that I've now got a UTI. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, yeah. Yes. I mean, I think the railing just about outweighs the UTI still, but it was touch and go for a bit. I was like, what have I done to myself? Just on mute on a call, sat on the toilet, like just trying to be okay. Everyone pee after sex, okay? Just do it. Yeah, Lauren literally said to me, you should pee after sex. And I was like, yeah, I know. I literally preach that. I preach it. It's part of my personal brand. Yet I forgot. It's easy to forget in the moment. Well, especially because you were just having such amazing sex, but we'll, we won't go too far into that. No, we need to do like a paper listen. Like We need a sponsor from OnlyFans, really. Poppy has OnlyFans now, as I found out on Instagram. Oh God, my fate. <laughs> yes, I've fallen prey to a, to a fake scammer thing on Instagram where someone made a fake profile of me. Chose all of my sluttiest pictures from my Instagram, like everyone where there's a little bit of cleavage or a little bit of ass. And they they put it all onto an Instagram with some like absolute spam link to some website like Admire Me with like a caption saying, see all of my explicit content here. And I actually do know that a few people fell for it and put their credit card details in because they wanted to see my tits. I know, I know. That's a very layered situation. Hang on. It is. I know. And it's like, come on, guys. If I was going to start an OnlyFans, I would promote it on my own channels because I would I would want to get that money. I really liked when you said, the only way to see my explicit content is to chat me up. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Yeah, but I think this is quite a like prevalent scam at the moment. I think anyone who kind of looks a bit raunchy online but isn't necessarily actually selling raunchy content is obviously a prime target because people believe it. Like, you know, it's not really a stretch to think that I might start on OnlyFans, is it? I believed it at first. So I was like, what's going on? I had, honestly, I had like 50 people message me. Like, is this you? Oh my God. That is so terrifying though, that people just, why am I even surprised that people would steal your content? Mm. It's it's the second time that I've had like a weird spam fake uh, scam account in a year. Yet again, another thing Instagram is failing to crack down on, yet they shut me up every time I say dildo. Isn't it ridiculous? Like, how many people must have reported that account? Like, 50, and it was still going. Why does Instagram just, you know, it'll take a stand against a nipple, but not against someone who is scamming someone out of thousands of pounds, you know? What, what's going on, Instagram? What, when the Instagram execs are listening to this, because obviously they will, because uh, this is going to have such a great reach. <laughs> Zuckerberg. <laughs> it's like, wow, you're making some really good points. <laughs> Free the nipple. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> Right, so I listened to that some of the times podcast, and the thing I loved the most from what you said was when you said that you wanted it, the Instagram to be like a friend or a sister that gave like advice and empowerment, and that is exactly what it is, I think, for a lot of people. And I love that you've created that space. 
Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we're quite lucky in that we have friends that we can talk about explicit details about our sex lives with. You know, we do it on the internet as well because we love to share. But not everyone has that. Um, Not everyone has like a friend that they can talk to about wanking or about their body or about orgasms, about sex. So... It felt really important to me that the Instagram in particular, you know, the, the brand as a whole, but the Instagram in particular was a place where people could come and they could get information and they could, yeah, they could come full stop. <laughs> but I guess like Lauren, you must get it as well all the time. Like just so many DMs from people detailing their very explicit sex questions and stories. Cause once you put yourself out there as like a safe space, people love to share. Yeah, this is it. It, it. it sounds ridiculous now, but it didn't occur to me until quite recently that not everyone can go to their best mate and be like, oh, I had great anal sex last night. And like that, that is such a normal, that is the same to me as being like, we went out to the park yesterday. Like that's so normal to me. And I was like, oh, hang on people. Not everyone has this with their friends. And so, yeah here I am <laughs> tell me about it <laughs> I want to know you're doing a very important service it is important though because if you can't talk about these things that's when people start being like am I normal you know is this normal am I weird like is something wrong with me and it's like mm, no mate talk to your friends and you'll soon discover that we're all up to this kinky shit <laughs> and you're fine <laughs> and we all have the same problems with orgasms and wondering if our bodies are doing normal things and having bad sex and wondering why <laughs> but if we talk about it we can figure it out and we can be reassured that we're not weirdos because you know pretty much everything is normal like I always think if you're wondering it or doing it definitely someone else is as well like it's, it's never just you that is absolutely I reckon people's perception of you pops is that you are like just wanking 27 times a day and like ouch <laughs> I wanted to ask how often or are you a massive wanker? Do you know what? It it really fluctuates. It depends how horny I am. Like if something's turned me on in my life, going about my daily business or whatever, then I'll masturbate. But then, you know, sometimes I go a few days without doing it. And then some days I do it three times and get a UTI, you know? So I think it really varies. And I go, th- I definitely go through phases where I'm like, oh, just a- I've got absolutely no interest in trying. And then there are other times when you just can't keep your hands out your pants and I think that's quite normal for most people to fluctuate and have differences in libido and desire exactly the same I don't know about you but I find if I'm having good sex then I wank more as well I don't wank more to fill the void when I'm not having sex I do it when I'm horny and having you know sex flashbacks I have a theory that orgasms breed orgasms because the less I have sex the less I actually want to have sex or orgasm and if I start doing it then I'm like I forgot how good this was I want to do it more totally well I always remember reading I'm sure it was like a quote by Jane Fonda who was basically saying you have to masturbate because it's like a muscle you got to keep it constantly like you know, you've got to warm her up all the time and I took that as gospel that I must wank that's interesting I like that point of view because I feel like society would have us think if you do it all the time then you're gonna run out of pleasure or you're gonna you're gonna you know you're gonna your clit's gonna drop off and that isn't true like obviously there is a point when it's probably too much but you don't have to abstain for you know hoping that an orgasm is gonna be better in the future like just have a good orgasm now 
that's a question I get a lot actually of like um will sex toys ruin my sex life and and or will it desensitize me and yeah it's just not the case is it exactly and if you are worried that you're like you know if you're using say a doxy wand which is incredibly strong and then you're worried that that's the only way you're ever going to be able to come just take a break mix it up do other things your body won't forget you know it might seem like a bit of a chore after using that wand and coming in a few minutes to have to use your hand and actually do it for 15 minutes again like you used to in the good old days but just keep on mixing it up and you won't become reliant on one certain way well and then I like the conversation around how sex isn't always orgasm you're not always going to a destination you got to enjoy the journey sometimes absolutely absolutely you know I'd say probably at least half of the sex that I've had hasn't resulted in an orgasm because sometimes my body just finds it hard. I mean, I'm front loading those into the first like five years of my sexual career. But yeah, it's definitely, it's certainly not about that, is it? It's about, you know, the connection that you're having and the things that you're doing and the ways that you're exploring. And it's not just about your genitals, you know, there's a lot of pleasure to be had across your whole body. So when you're putting all of that focus on one specific thing and you don't, get it it just it's just going to lead to even more disappointment I always found that I faked orgasms when I was young and then because I got into this routine of like I gotta do this and because I then started focusing on no I am gonna come I'm gonna actually orgasm but then I just wouldn't because that's all I was thinking about I wasn't even thinking about the sex I was having or if it was great or if it was bad or if there was a connection or if it was it was just all in my head, like, this is their destination and we have got to get there as fast as we can. Yeah, otherwise you're out of luck, yep. And the problem is, well, you know, you think, oh, it's just faking one orgasm just to get it over with. Like, that doesn't matter. But then next time you have sex with that person, they will expect that the same things they did last time will result in an orgasm. So they'll carry on doing that. You'll feel pressured. You'll end up faking it again. And before you know it, that's like, I don't know, five years of your life gone. <laughs> No orgasms. I know. There's nothing actually more refreshing than being able to say to someone, like, it's not going to happen for me. I had a great time. Like, cheers. <laughs> but I'm, I've had enough and I'm not going to get any further. And then being cool with that, like, that's, that's a great thing. And, you know, shocker, people don't mind. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, great. I, well, like, I've got fucking jawache anyway, so... <laughs> It gets tangled up between like, don't want to hurt their feelings. and But it's not about that. It's literally just like, it's not going to happen for me. Why are we torture ourselves? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just going to say, let's stop here. Well, and I do think communication, I mean, I'm going to sound so cliche, but it is fucking important and it's so key to good sex. It's not a cliche. It's the answer to everything. Yeah, you know, you're so right though. Communication, it always comes back to that. And we get a lot of questions that will be like, how do I tell my boyfriend how I want to be touched? And you just said the answer in the question. You just tell them. Like, there's no kind of, you don't have to do it in Morse code or, you know, in Braille. Like, you just say it. Like, touch me like this. One of the questions that someone asked is how to ask for what you want um, without feeling demanding or rude. And like you say, you you just ask. It's not demanding or rude no. to just say, this is what I want to happen can we? Yeah, I mean, the, the the key is just knowing what you want. And then as soon as you know what you want, it's easy to ask for it. You know, I, I'm trying to think like demanding and rude. Like, why? No, unless you're saying do this now, you fucking pig. 
they might be into that. <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I might go down really well. <laughs> check first, check first. It's sad how asking for what you want gets mixed up with being demanding. I was going to say the exact same thing, yeah. It stinks of the patriarchy, doesn't it? I'm guessing that that was a woman that was asking. Uh, yeah. I guess in a lot of heterosexual sex, kind of people default to the man just kind of being in charge and I guess they're not generally specifically vocalizing what they want but it's more a case of like okay moving you into this position like you know subtly directing your head to my penis like and I guess maybe women aren't doing that so much so it feels like everything has to be spoken in really explicit terms but I guess you could try like if you're not comfortable with the words you could try more like physical cues you could I I don't know just just ask just ask if you don't feel comfortable saying oh I'd really like to do this or do more of this then you need to address some other problems because that should be quite an easy thing to be able to say to someone that respects you and cares about what you want as well it really should you know what you could do you could you could in your room alone say these things out loud to yourself like you know if you know that what you want is for someone to touch your clit in a certain way or to fuck you in a certain position like say that out loud to yourself and practice so then it just comes out naturally when you're with a partner i really i enjoy a good debrief after a sesh as well it's aftercare this is very trendy now isn't it I really like that. I'm like, oh, you know what? When you did that. So I love that. And then he tells me what he likes. And I'm like, okay, I think this is communication and it's flowing. That's very adult of you. Also, it's really hot, isn't it? It's really hot to be sat there naked afterwards and be like, oh my God, when you did that, that was incredible. Like you'll probably just get turned on again and end up doing it again. Yeah, I I think it it goes into the people pleasing stuff as well, though, doesn't it? Because it's like, I've for a long time as a teen and stuff, I felt like sex was really just to please my partner. It wasn't really about me and I didn't orgasm. I didn't even consider that I should be at that point, which sounds wild, but it was like, oh, I want to get him off. What does he enjoy when he's done, we're done. And it's just moving that mindset, isn't it? Like actually everyone here enjoys sex and should get to have fun. And we need to communicate how we can both enjoy each other. Well, I'm really sad though, how that's like both our experiences of like the end isn't us orgasming, it's them. I think we just have to throw away the whole script of what we think sex is and write our own rules within our own relationships and unfortunately you know people that you do speak to who did have really great sexual experiences in their teens it's usually because they found a partner who cared about their pleasure but at that age it's very difficult isn't it to to know beyond your needs I wonder why even at that age though that it's easier for for male humans to get the sex they want why do you think that is I mean as a mother of a boy I am constantly aware of this stuff because I think the problem mostly is that sex education from anywhere any kind of responsible source is so lacking that teens and especially boys are getting their messages of what sex is from really horrific porn and everyone's accepting that that's what sex is supposed to be you see it so much on tiktok it's like horrifying like young young girls who just think and there's nothing wrong with having preferences but they just think that default is all girls should love being choked and tied up and spanked and if you do like that's cool i fucking love it but they're not even being given other options they're just like you you have to like i have to like take guys spitting in my mouth because that's what tiktok says i'm supposed to be doing what is this all about because i see a lot of this content on tiktok as well and it is always really young girls just talking about how how they have spit kinks 
Like, why is that trendy? I don't know, but I saw some horrific guys doing TikToks where they literally just spit at the camera. Ugh. Like, again, I'm not kink shaming at all, but I swear to God, if I was that boy's mum, I would have his phone away from him so fast. And yeah, it's just so normalised. And then people don't realise there's you have a choice. There's this whole range of things you can be into. You don't have to just like this specific stuff because you're seeing it on Pornhub. And I think that's the problem is that how often do you see people with vulvas pleasure being prioritised in cheap porn no you you don't i mean it's always the kind of screaming orgasm from just a penis going inside them which is which is a fucking myth we all know now that barely anyone can orgasm from penetrative sex mm. you, you we almost all of us need a bit of glit rubbing to get going like yep exactly and the people who are coming from penetrative sex are probably grinding their clit against yeah. the other body yeah yeah, the stars are all aligned for them. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a problem. And I think that's why like, I personally am really passionate about educating kids. And I do mean kids on things like self-pleasure, consent, enthusiastic consent, what sex actually can be mm-hmm. rather than just violent, penetrative stuff that they're seeing in porn. Yeah. And also it's that whole like violence is almost been labelled passionate. I don't know, it's just everything's labelled wrong. <laughs> I need to throw it all out and completely start again, I swear. And I think that oh, no. does start with self-pleasure. And like you said, Natasha, like figuring out what you like by touching yourself and then having the confidence to communicate that to your partners. Yeah. I mean, Lauren, you mentioned talking to your kids about pleasure. And I think it's a shame that this is stigma- stigmatised so much because pretty much all kids will touch themselves. Absolutely, from about the- three, I think, is the average. Yeah you find your genitals and you're like whoa that feels good and it's you know there's no kind of deeper meaning behind it it's just this feels good I'm gonna do it but so many parents react to that obviously with their own horror and disgust about them not being encouraged to masturbate and it's internalized and then the kids are told no don't do that it's disgusting and then you grow up with all of these kind of hang-ups about it and people feel so much shame about masturbation absolutely it's a shame isn't it I couldn't nod my head any harder just then I know same I was like oh my god I am gonna hurt myself (laughs) (laughs) but that is what it comes down to a lot of people message me and they say oh after a wank like I I feel like this intense shame I don't know where it comes from and whether you like it or not the answer is your childhood because at some point you've been given the message that touching yourself is dirty and shameful and should be hidden and not spoken about or not done. You know, like I've had some horrific things, people being told they're going to go to hell if they touch their clit mm. and stuff like that. And that right there at three years old, when you heard that starts the cycle of the shame you feel as a 30 year old having sex. And it's wild. It's so important to get it right with these kids. Like you say, to them, it's not about sex. It's just they've discovered something that feels good. And the right answer is, you know, you can do that. You can say, you know, in your own room, wash your hands after, you know, all of that stuff. But you can touch your body. I remember one of my first boyfriends um, when I was 17, we were having sex and I reached down and I touched my clit. And he was like, why are you doing that? Stop that. I touch you. You don't touch yourself. So I stopped because... I didn't know what else to do. And that's really stuck with me. And I still think about it now. I'm like, wow, even at 17, like being told. But now it's like most people think it's fucking hot if you touch yourself while you're having sex. Absolutely. Yeah, they do. And I think a lot of us have had experiences like that that have really damaged like our whole relationship with masturbating, with sex, like, and it's it's horrible. So I think education from a pretty young age is the answer to solving a lot of these issues and then hopefully we'll raise kids who 
either feel confident enough to say what they want to their partner or be partners who understand and ask and want their partners to tell them what they want and we all can respect each other and have really good sex hopefully it's the aim right this is lauren's world vision (laughs) one day come back to that question really quickly because i think the ultimate answer is you shouldn't feel demanding or rude but that doesn't mean that you you won't and if you feel that way it's valid so i find that when i've struggled to communicate things texting it is so much easier Mm. so i'm like just start a dirty little text while your partner's out or something it's much easier to just write it down and send it and then throw your phone away and cringe this is so true and sexting don't feel like you have to say things you think they will find hot say things you find hot and find some common ground you know if you're already during the sexting saying things that you don't actually you know want to do then you're setting yourself up for bloody failure later on so just be honest yeah it's just a lot easier when you're not face to face isn't it sometimes so yeah I would, I would try that or i would be like oh isn't this really sexy when you know just happens to be exactly what you want <laughs> they'll probably be like yeah that is fucking sexy and then you'll be like well that was easy see you in an hour <laughs> isn't it sexy when you do these exact circles anti-clockwise around my clitoris <laughs> or the other alternative is show them which i also yeah. I like to employ I will do it myself you can watch and the next time <laughs> you might have Absolutely. some tips sit at the end of the bed get a notepad and pen <laughs> there's some tips for you listener hope that, <laughs> hope that helped um back to wanking because that is what we're here for um Bobby, you're a big advocate for messy wanking aren't you yeah what's messy wanking well I just feel in some ways that the kind of image of wanking that we have to put across on social media you know because that's where lots of sex positive companies and influencers and educators are existing obviously we're all (laughs) slaves to instagram's content censorship so the messages we're always putting lots of companies and people are putting out about wanking are always very like here's me with my vibrator and i just had a perfect little wank and it was amazing um but actually we're all ugly when we wank and we have double chins and we're pulling weird faces and we're probably in our sweatpants and we're sweating and it's disgusting. So I just think we need to be a bit real when it comes to what wanking is. I think wanking on your own, discovering pleasure leads to better partnered sex. And then a lot of people ask how you bring those toys into partnered play because I think a lot of people think their partner's gonna be offended or intimidated and if your partner's intimidated by a vibrator can you just please dump them because <laughs> fuck that get a grip <laughs> how do we bring toys into partner play and keep everyone happy how do you just say can i show you my toy and then you use it <laughs> i think we do we do need to stop being scared of toys and in like applying some sort of additional message to the toy rather like you know all we're saying when we want want to use a toy is I want to experience more pleasure and if you are really worried about this and you don't know how to bring it up you can try and position it in a way that is about the pleasure for both of you it's like I can use this toy on you or you can use this toy on me or you can watch me use this toy like there are lots of different ways that you can do it um if you if you are unsure about it I guess it's probably not the best thing to just like whip it out mid-sex like maybe speak about it before we're going back to the sexting again like you know say it in advance tell someone like this is the best way for me to orgasm so I'd like to use my toy and if they say well no then literally dump them if that person does not want you to have an orgasm they would rather you go without they're trash it's maddening to me like I, exactly the same as being like oh do you know what? i absolutely fucking love pizza like pizza is my favorite meal and then your partner be like 
we are never having pizza again. Yeah, you can only have pizza if I cook it. <laughs> so if you love someone, or even if you don't fucking love them, if you respect them an inch and you're having sex with them, why would you be like, nah, we're not using the thing that you like to come with? Absolutely not. It doesn't make sense to me. And I think some of the times, like people might have fears about their partner being upset about it, but actually they might not. You know, you might just be projecting that onto them because of, you know, all the cultural messages we get about pleasure being shameful. Maybe they, they will just be absolutely fine with it. And that is what it comes down to, isn't it? And I think especially women's pleasure is stigmatized where we feel like we're not allowed to prioritize it. And I know so many people who like would never admit to like having a wank. because like, oh, I could never do that. Like, that's just for me and my husband to do. And it's like, we've sent this, all these poisonous messages that we have to shake off, don't we? And you're allowed, you're allowed pleasure. You're allowed to come. You're allowed pleasure. And I think a lot of people are frustrated because they can make themselves come really easily on their own with a toy. And then they're not coming during sex and they're wondering why. But if you're used to lying on your back in a specific position with a specific toy on a specific setting, and then you're not replicating that with a partner, why would you come if that's the way, if that's the only way that you know how to come? You have to try and replicate those same sensations during partnered sex as well, if you want to come. Absolutely. And I do think it is harder with partnered sex. And I consider myself fairly educated on the old orgasm front. But like I struggle sometimes because there is a bit of pressure because someone else is there. You've got other things to be getting on with. You know, there is, it is a different setup. Yeah, so it is hard. I don't think anyone should beat themselves up if they can come alone, but they struggle with a partner. Like I think lots of us have been there for various reasons. We're not all orgasm machines. Even me, I've got a fucking arsenal of sex toys and I still don't come every time I have sex. Yeah. You know, I try. <laughs> I don't always get <laughs> that. <laughs> Sometimes I'm too stressed. On on the topic of bringing sex toys into your partnered sex. So I was speaking to a friend the other day and they'd bought the, I think they've got the Lilo Sona. And they told their boyfriend that, okay, this is now my favorite way to come. So he was like, well, I'm going to try and replicate the sensations then. So he went down on her and replicated the sucking motion of the Sona. Did it work? <laughs> Oh, and my it worked. God. And she came. Wow. And she was like, that's the best oral sex you've ever given me. Try and become the toy. <laughs> Don't be scared of the toys. Try and imitate the toys. <laughs> I was about to be like, there's no way he could do that. My sonar is my ride or die at this point. But that's impressive. And what a great, like, oh, the bar is so low, but. I'm impressed that he even like gave it a fucking a go. Me too. I like how he approached it like a project. <laughs> I think it's the fact that to do that, he probably would have had to make quite an ugly face and ugly sounds. And sometimes to have good sex, you've just got to embrace that. That's it. That's the messy thing, isn't it? And like lube, like so many people like, oh, I don't like lube because it's like messy. Well, you've got stuff like liquids, body stuff everywhere. Like just like, why is a bit of lube going to make you... Get, feel icky it doesn't make sense also how much lube are people using that they think it's like ruining the bed sheets like you don't need to use just like apply a little often <laughs> but then i feel like loads of shame around lube okay let's let's unpack this it's because when i went on antidepressants i dried up right and then i was like so ashamed i was quite proud of my wetness and then i was so ashamed that i wasn't getting wet enough and i was so turned on but like physically wasn't producing anything and it was like just embarrassing but it's not embarrassing but I was using lube in secret so like he'd go to the toilet and I'd put lube on so then he'd come back we'd start the motion and he'd be like wow you're so wet and I was like ah. 
<laughs> you know what? I've heard of other people doing that as well. You're not alone in that. I feel like Cardi B has really glamorized a wet ass pussy. If it's not happening, like so many people are affected by as antidepressants or hormonal menopause like there's so many reasons that you might not be super lubricated down there and that's why lube exists so hey you can have a wet ass pussy with a bit of lube it doesn't matter where the fucking juice came from like it's so normal to have a dry ass pussy like it happens to everyone and you have two options you either what you don't have sex or you use some lube always go for the lube (sighs) thanks girls just had to get that out there even as a professional wanker Thank you for sharing. I use I use lube pretty much every time I wank. If I use a toy, if I use a toy, I'm using lube because obviously the toy doesn't produce any moisture. So, you know, just think of it like that. And it makes it so much better. Yeah, so much better. And you can go for longer and you can use the toys over and over again because there's less friction. I've got a question, girls. I think I've been wanking wrong. Nah, no such thing. So I wank, I get it done. I fucking leave. I can come six or seven times and I could go again. I very rarely have a wank and don't stick around for a second orgasm. Like I have one and then immediately I'm just like, oh, I think I got another one in me. <laughs> I didn't know that you could stick around and like keep going. And I find that they get better as well. I'm more likely to squirt on my second or third than I am yeah. on my first. I find it gets a bit more frantic the more you do, the more you're like, come on. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh my god if you're under the covers and you have a wank and then by the end of it it's just wet it's just damp your whole body's damp <laughs> and that's the mark of a good sesh like that's what i want i need to have like i want to need a shower after that's how i know i've put a good effort in but also you know having one is perfect if, if you if you feel satisfied that's fine you can you can just stop there you know you're reclaiming some hours in your day by not going back for seven (laughs) this is why your house is tidy and mine is not (laughs) do you when you wank right how often are you doing just a quick in and out and how often are you like setting the scene and like you know put mood lighting and all that jazz like that i have a ritual yes i love that Ooh, what is it i have a bath I like the way your whole voice has changed there. A hot bath? Boiling hot. I bet it is. Burn that sin off. Scorching. So I have my steaming hot bath. I get in bed. I put some music on. Normally, Mac Miller's Divine Feminine. Set the scene. I get my bullet out. I lube her up. And then I just go to town. But sometimes I can do it in maybe two minutes. Sometimes I'm edging for 40 minutes and I'm having a great time. Also, I rarely fantasize. I'm just all about how I feel in my body. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. The whole thing is so ceremonious and probably a bit over the top, but it's like such a massive part of like my self-care routine. Yeah. It's like a proper celebration of you. Yes. It's like mindfulness though. Your therapist will be proud of that. Good job. I know. Thank you. Then I just come and I go. <laughs> But that's a perfect setup to go again. Like, leave the music on, hang on a few minutes, and then just see how it feels to carry on. You're right, because I've put so much effort into it. Why don't I stick around? I mean, I love that. I think that whole routine sounds amazing. See, I'm more like, very much depends on why I'm wanking, because I think a wank fills many, many needs for me. So sometimes I just can't sleep. So I'll just have a very quick one to help get me off on my way. Off to sleep, not off. (laughs) You know, and sometimes you do want it to be more of an occasion and I have got the time to spend a bit more time on myself and, you know, 
Yeah, if, if I'm having a lie down wank, I will always put a towel down. Or if I'm using a toy, I will always put a towel down because otherwise I know when I'm about to come that I'll like stunt that orgasm in my head because I'll be worrying about the sheets. <laughs> yeah, you hold back. Yeah, 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 yeah. It impacts the quality of my orgasm. I've just realised though, my wanking routine is very similar to how I have sex. I never have quickies. It's always like a fucking occasion. I love that for you. Like, I'm, that's amazing. My whole life is quickies squeezed into the five minutes that I have spent. It doesn't... It's fun, but it's not the same as like a good hour long sesh. Yeah, but there's a there's a time and a place for a quickie. I keep a sex toy in the car because you just never know when you might need one. <laughs> I can't drive. <laughs> so I wrote down perfect wanking conditions, but I think we've just established that there's so many perfect wanking conditions. Actually, do you know what? I found a new one recently. This isn't a perfect wanking condition, but it is something that I found turned me on that I never really anticipated. And I discovered this during lockdown that if my partner is in the house and I want to wank, I get off on the idea that he might walk into me and find me. And it like, it makes me come quicker because I'm like, oh no, I'm going to get caught. And that does it for me. And I never knew that before. <laughs> That's a bit like a danger wink. Did do you ever talk about those at high school? Boys would always joke about you call your mum and then you have to finish before your mum gets to your bedroom. No. <laughs> oh, what the <laughs> Don't bring mum into this. No. <laughs> we're mums. <laughs> I've got a girlfriend who only wanks in the bath. Yeah, I think that's quite common, especially for people who live with their families. And the shower as well. It covers the noise, which is quite handy. Right, so I have actually written down. So let's give a little shout out to our favourite toys, if you wouldn't mind. But you're loving at the moment because Natasha's only got a fucking bullet. We need to sort her out. I have other toys. They just don't bite the bullet. (laughs) I am a bit too lazy at the moment. Like normally I like to remind myself that I can still do it with my hand. Like, you know, every 10 wanks or something. I'd be like, right, it's it's time for a hand wank. But I don't think I've done that in about six months. (laughs) I did that last the other week, didn't I? I was thrilled. I haven't done a DIY wank for genuinely probably about 10 years probably more than that and I didn't I honestly didn't think I'd be able to and I did and I was like well still got it (laughs) yes that is good it feels different doesn't it I think it feels very different to how it does with a toy it does and I think it's important to experience because I find there's so many different types of orgasm like that's why I enjoy thank you poppy having so many different toys because they they are different experiences like yeah they, and tell you what I think one thing that I really like when I'm wanking is if I'm using a toy on my clit to just put my fingers at like the vaginal entrance but not really like put them in but just have them there yeah and I feel like that like transforms the orgasm and the experience as well like there's so many things that you can do just to mix it up a little yes. bit but it's interesting when you look at those model clits that I keep seeing now like it's actually so big so there's so many parts of your of your whole vulva that you can stimulate and it is stimulating your your clit in different ways yeah it's quite exciting when you start exploring it all I used to just be clit thank you you know um but now like I really enjoy penetration with clit stimulation like, mm. I think it's like a whole new ball game me too I, but I do find that I'm too lazy for like hand thrusting yeah. so I'll just kind of just put something in there and leave it yeah <laughs> that's why I love the the jolette the jolet I don't know how we're saying that one but yeah you just stick it in I don't even turn it on half the time, but it's just like that no. sort of, that pressure of it being in there. I just think of that that scene in Friends with Monica and she's like, seven, seven. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what I've got into recently, the Lilo Enigma, which is the one that's like the Sona, but it has the internal bit as well. 
because you just got it all in one toy. But I do find that I need to warm up to it first. I find the the insertable bit actually like quite yeah. big just to go in like cold. I have to warm up to well, it. That's another thing. But that's really good. I've seen you say this before about how to get the most out of your sex toys and it's to not reach for it straight away. It's to like well, let yourself mm. warm up a little bit first before you even reach for your toy, which is such a good tip. Definitely. Even if that is getting in the bath and relaxing your body. Hello, Natasha. Yeah, like whatever it is, even if, if it's just like stroking your thighs a little bit or like touching your nipples or whatever, like it's always better to, you know, you don't start like aggressively wanking off a penis when it's flaccid. So why would you do the same to your clit before it's engorged with blood? So true. So I always think it helps. But then obviously sometimes you're just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna whack the doxy straight onto my <laughs> dry clit. <laughs> sometimes you just wanna hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love the Enigma because I really find with that toy because it's such a different shape isn't it from other rabbits and that hits the right spots in so much of a better way than any of the other stuff ever has mm. it's, it's got a nice little curve to it so I do like that one and also I think because the suction part of it is so strong even when it's not fully making a seal on your body I find that I can have it like slightly off an angle yeah. to my clit so it's not fully for, like suctioned on and it still feels really good yeah well that's this is a problem that i found a lot with instagram and talking about the satisfier which changed my life in a whole lot of ways and i love air pressure toys in general but i do think they are more suited to solo play because they do have to be such a specific mm. placement don't they like you have to get it exactly right and if someone's moving around it's done it's over so yeah i think it's good to have different toys that are for different things because yeah I think you need something more like a wand or a bullet is much better when someone else is using it on you isn't it because yeah. then you've got it doesn't matter as much where they hold it yeah a wand is great for that because they're so broad and it's like the stage presence of bringing in a wand as well <laughs> and but I do find they're so powerful that if I'm having sex with a man that they'll be able to feel the vibrations through me and then they're fucking set off way quicker than normal so it kind of defeats the object yeah it's very true the doxy was my gateway drug honestly which i know is like it's a major toy like it's not for <laughs> beginners but i'd only had sort of bullets before that and it was only when a boyfriend had a doxy i don't even want to think about where it's been before me i don't even <laughs> but he brought it out and I, and that was genuinely the first time someone had prioritized my pleasure mm. and like I just started having like earth, like genuinely earth shattering orgasm. Like I couldn't stand up. My legs were like wobbling. I was like, this is what I've been missing. I was like 26 and I was like, what have I been doing up until now? This is how it should have fucking been. <laughs> I wanted to talk quickly about sex toys for penises. Mm. I think now, where especially out of lockdown, so much, so many people were doing great things to destigmatize sex toys for people with vulvas. We see a lot of that now. It's it's still taboo, but it's not quite where it was. But I still feel like maybe sex toys for penises are, are still a little bit stigmatized. Do you do you think? Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. Um, I think you know I've spoken to lots of people with penises. I mean, specifically cis men as well. I think who have had a sex toy and then they've had a partner that's judged them for it and they've been like, that's gross. Why do you have that? I think there's this kind of assumption that men's sexuality is really simple and they should just be able to knock out a wank or go out and have sex. So, you know, why are you fucking around with any of that other stuff? Just be a man and get it done. And I think it's really harmful. And, you know, 
it doesn't matter what gender you are or what genitals you have, like using a sex toy should just be about pleasure. And there's no kind of additional meaning that we should put on that. It doesn't mean anything about who you are as a person other than that you want to experience pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We all deserve that regardless of what you got in your pants, okay? I think, <laughs> yeah, I think as well, I think for quite a long time, a lot of the toys for penises were a little bit more uh, explicit in the way that they look. You know, you think of like a pocket pussy, you think of like just a flashlight, like a, a tube with a fanny on the end. And, you know, the image of that can be quite jarring, I suppose, uh, for people who are maybe not that into sex toys. And it does kind of reduce <laughs> a, a woman's body down to a part. So I can see how for some people they would look at that and be like, oh, a bit freaked out by it. Um, but actually, there are there are lots and lots of different types of penis toys out there these days. And if you don't want something that looks anatomical, you don't have to have that anymore. There are lots of options out there. Mm, absolutely. I know we, um, little plug, but like, I know we've got some coming to the website soon and just, just trying them out and having a look at them. Like they, you wouldn't even know they were sex toys if you saw them no. like, on someone's dresser. And I love that about them. They're so far from, yeah, the typical fleshlights, which are great and have a place. But if you, if you're not into that. Yeah. Sex toys are there to add value to your life, not to take away, you know? Yes. They're tools. They, they complement your sex life. They're not going to replace a human or intimacy. They're just tools, you know? We, we live in a very capitalist society where we're always taught to just keep on accumulating and buying more things to make our lives easier. So, you know, might as well just fucking embrace it and buy a bunch of sex toys. Absolutely. I saw a TikTok on that subject and it, he was literally saying, like, when we, when we had cavemen, when cavemen were around and they, you know, had to build with their hands and now we have, like, electric drills and screwdrivers and, like, you're not like, oh, I'm not using that electric drill because then I won't be able to use my hands. Like, it, you we use tools for all sorts of things because society's moved on and we've got these new like inventions and things have leveled up. It's no different to sex life. Well, I think it's important to note as well, like, you know, people with disabilities and, you know, any kind of situation where maybe they can't use the bottom part of their body or, and they want to pleasure their girlfriend, their boyfriend, whoever they're with. And, you know, pleasure comes in all different, it looks different for everybody mm. and no one should feel less than because they can't orgasm. That's so true. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it looks like, different for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. We should celebrate our differences. And I think the, the idea that sex is better without any sex toys is actually very ableist, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I hate that notion of like, oh, like, I've had people be like, oh, I, I had an orgasm, like, just with my husband, like, oh, and I'm like, well, that's, okay, that's great, but that's no different or better than having it any other way, like. No, there's no kind of hierarchy of orgasms, like, it's, one doesn't mean more just because it was generated organically with your hand or whatever, you know. All orgasms are equal. Another question someone asked um, is for tips to help friends brave exploring toys. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like I'm so, I champion toys so much, obviously. But obviously we have to respect that some people aren't interested in it and that's mm -hmm. cool too. But it's so hard to be like, I feel like you're really missing out and you should listen to what I'm saying. But people might not want <laughs> it and that, that's fine. Yeah, it could be quite condescending actually. Like, I'm actually having more pleasure than you, so... <laughs> You need to buy a toy. But I do really like buying 
sex toys as presents for my girlfriends like i i enjoy if if i know they're interested like i've gifted many a vibrator and they've always gone down well and i love when people email and they're like oh this is my friend's birthday present and i'm like you are a great fucking friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah and if you don't if you want to speak to them about it just tell them about your toys and tell them what you like and see if you can open up that conversation and then yeah if you don't know exactly what they like and you want to buy them one you can just get them yourself and more gift voucher <laughs> That's what it's, you have to sort of drip feed slowly, slowly. They might feel like they maybe want to give it a go. I have to warn people now. Like if I meet people at like um, like a home ed group thing we'll go to and they'll be like, oh, you're on Instagram. And I'm like, um, I am. But yeah, just be aware. <laughs> the content on there. And then a few weeks down the line, they're like, oh, I need to get a toy. And I'm like, yes, another one. <laughs> I have one more question. And actually, we've kind of covered it. It says, if someone is brand new to sex toys, what kind of advice would you give them? Um, I think if you're brand new to sex toys, I always say that it's best to begin by trying to replicate the kind of sensations you already like with kind of partnered sex or with masturbation. So if you are if you reach for your clit and you rub it gently, then buy a vibrator that has gentle settings that you can use externally and just kind of keep it simple. Um I always think it's better to just go for like something simple like a bullet or a G-spot vibe rather than trying to get one toy that does everything at once. Um, You know, rabbits can be quite difficult with fitting your anatomy and hitting all the right spots. So I always think it's better to start with kind of one or two toys separately. Um, And just pick something that you want to fuck. Like pick something that looks good that you're like proud to own. Because if you buy something just kind of for the sake of it, first thing you see, and you don't think it's a sexy object, you're going to be ashamed of it and you're going to hide it away and you're not going to use something. So get something you like the look of. Yeah, that's a really good tip. I like that a lot. I think as well, and this is a bit, I don't know if this is good advice or not, but I would say go for something on the cheaper end because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people get frustrated and they drop like 50 quid on a toy and then don't get on with it. If you're not sure what you like yet, don't go for those expensive ones. Start off with a few of the lower end ones just to dip your toe in and see what you do like before you commit to a bigger purchase. Do some investigating first with the lower end stuff because it doesn't last too long. You can upgrade it if you loved it, can't you? But And again, I guess like sex, you do have to, you have to try things just to see what works for you, right? And then you build up and you build up. And then before you know it, you're at a BDSM club. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know my life story? <laughs> okay, so what is next for Self and More and for you, Pops? Ooh, good question. Um, just world domination. Orgasms for everyone. World domination through masturbation. Ah, oh, I love it. I think next, I think at some stage on the horizon, we're going to have to create our own toys feel like that's the natural next step because I feel like we've got a good understanding of what people want now and the gaps in the market so you know watch this space at some point hopefully coming to a bedside drawer near you (laughs) I love that yes where can we find you and is there anything else that you want to plug while we got you you can find me on instagram at poppy scarlet underscore i think it's the same on twitter um and at self and more and self and and you have very kindly let us make a discount code for the podcast yeah i'm telling you about right now because <laughs> i just did it 20 minutes ago um so you can use code feeling myself pod or one word for 10 percent off purchases at self and more thank you poppy you're amazing oh you two are amazing she's the best isn't she i could speak i could honestly speak to you <laughs> i always feel super privileged to have you on the end Aww. of my whatsapps um 
you're a, you're a babe and we love you and yeah thank you very much for giving us your time today ah oh, thank you and we need to say that thing where you're always like like rate subscribe wherever you get your podcasts well you just did that so that's great <laughs> love you bye